Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to iHomeschool PH, a podcast that aims to help homeschoolers on how to do homeschooling without losing your mind. It is our hope that each episode will leave you inspired and offer practical wisdom on how to enjoy this process of educating your kids at home. So relax and let's learn together. We are glad you're here. Hello, I'm Novi Antan and welcome to iHomeschool PH YouTube Podcast where we'll talk about what really matters most in our homeschooling journey. You know, most folks assume homeschooling dads go off to work each day which means the moms will stay home and teach their kids. For many families, that's certainly the case. But however, there's a new breed of homeschooling dad. That's why I'm so excited with this topic because they don't just want to be merely observers anymore. Hindi na sila satisfied though. They don't want to come home from work and ask, ano bang nagawa na ni Pedro today? They want to be a part of that learning experience and learn it with them. These fathers are fostering a love of learning in their kids and rediscovering it for themselves. Just how involved are today's homeschooling dads in their kids' lives? To find out, meron po kong in-invite. Actually, this man, I think we have seen him grown. And I think nakilala namin siya ni Chinky more than 13 years, if I'm not mistaken. Kokorekt niya ako later. But he's an entrepreneur, author, and consultant. He's the chief People Officer for Team Positive Incorporated, Co-Founder and Chief Strategist for Block 10 Strategy. He's also an author of books, Break Conquering, Burnout with Sabbath Rest, Passion is Dead, Hustle Muscle, and Canvas Manuscript. He hosts the podcast Workaholic with Kiko Mabilog. So, let me introduce to you, Patrick Mabilog. Kiko, maraming salamat for being here. Ayun. Thank you, Miss Novia. Sa so, tama ba ako, 13 years na? <laughs> Ay, hindi ko na rin maalala eh. Mukhang probably around that time. Yeah, mostly. Could be more actually. Really? Wow. More, I think. Yeah, parang 14 or 15 years na. Probably. Wow, wow. That's amazing. But thank you for the privilege of seeing you, how you have grown, no? And Chinky and I are so proud of you. But anyway, wow. iba namang level ito, di ba? Siyempre, ngayon. Yep. <laughs> ngayon, eh, may asawa ka na, and then may <laughs> anak ka na. So how old are your kids? Our kids right now, we have an eight-year-old turning mm-hmm. nine very soon, uh, which scares me. <laughs> oh! Pero, yeah, pero we also have a two-year-old naman. Both of them are girls, si Alexa tsaka si Sam. Oh. So, on that end, ba- dadagdagan niyo pa ba? <laughs> Depende kay wifey eh. Parang, ako gusto ko, of course. Pero, uh, we'll see if God, you know, if God opens door. Eh, alam mo naman, he, ano, he works miracles. So, tignan natin. <laughs> yes. Well, alam mo, kasi bihira tong conversation na to. And I do believe, because our country is very matriarchal. Alam mo naman yun, di ba, Patrick? Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Laging sinasabi na, ay, homeschool si nanay ang magtuturo niyan. Pero today, that's why the topic for our podcast today is when dad becomes the homeschool teacher. And this pandemic has 
really change us in leaps and bounds. And I do believe yeah. you homeschool your child even before the pandemic, no? Yes. And it's just that, is that a decision that you have to make or dalawa talaga kayo ni wifey ang nag-homeschool? How is the setup? Yeah, so right now actually yung setup, I'm actually the advisor for our eldest ngayon. Mm. Uh, yung, yeah, si wifey naman, si Cess is the principal <laughs> so she's ah. the boss. <laughs> no, actually, right now the setup is we help each other, naman. Okay. Most of the time, because we're both working, we both run our business, Blockpen Creative Strategy, and we also both have day jobs as well. And then the ministry and so many other things. We so parang naging tandem siya. On paper, I am the advisor, pero <laughs> it's a parang it's a tag team. Eh, na if busy talaga sa isang araw, then maybe someone can chip in and help. But yeah, I think that's really the dynamic. We decided to do this tamapo right before the pandemic hit. I think it was really out of a sense of when we were looking at our schedule and comparing, you know, the stories we have heard from our friends. Because many of our friends and many of our mentors then here in Bacolod City, that's where we're based, also homeschool their children. And then we were looking at that and looking at our schedule that we were in regular school. We saw that. In some way or another, we could have saved a lot of time if we made the shift. Because during that time, we uh, I think it was also because of the season we were in. We had a we had a relatively newborn at the same time we had just transferred to a Bacolod city for ministry, and then we had no house help. It was just us doing everything from dishes to cooking to laundry, and then of course you have to add on top of that, you know, bringing the kids to school. And then we had a newborn. We were both up until 3 a.m. Tapos kailangan 6 a.m. We have to wake up already because we have to get ready for to bring Alexa, yung eldest namin, to school. And when we, we just looked at it, we said, it actually makes more sense if we homeschool. So it actually stemmed out of that. It was really a practicality thing at the beginning. And then later on, it grew so much more, so much more than that. We started to realize na we had more time, not just you know to spend as a family, but Even Alexa, our eldest, all of a sudden she had time to pursue other interests. Because that day, her time was it was. I mean, she would spend practically from seven to five in school, and and I'm sure that works for some people. And after that, we would come home, get ready for dinner, seven thirty. After dinner, maglinis kami, and then homework naman. She'd finish by eight thirty, and nine o'clock. She's already in bed, so she didn't really have time anymore for hobby. Siguro weekends ganon. But when we shifted to homeschool, all of a sudden she had like say usually we finish about 2 p.m. Eh? So all of a sudden we had she had all of this free time, and of course at the beginning it was hard because idle time, sempre cell phone, bigla, and then all of that. But when we started being more deliberate about it, she started to pursue other things. She started to pursue music. Mm. She started to get into a lot of arts. She got into more. Active things, because we have a swimming pool in our in our subdivision. So she started to swim and learn how to swim. Mas magaling nga siya magswim sa akin. So I told her that if uh-huh. if ever we get into ano an accident when we go island hopping, you'll save daddy. So ang ganon. <laughs> oh, naman. So yun, that's that's our story. Grabe talaga you explaining that you are really involved, no? Mm. So mga viewers and listeners. So I'm so excited lang with this following questions that I'm gonna ask you. Siyempre, iba mag-isip ang babae, especially, mm-hmm. iba rin mag-isip yeah. ang babae on how to execute all of this, you know, rhythm of homeschooling. So, 
in a nutshell, can you give me like, may nasabi ka na mga rhythm na of routines of what is your mm-hmm. daughter is doing. But how do you do it? Like specifically as a dad, siyempre nag-work ka. Nag-work yeah. din si Cez, di ba? Yes, tama po. So how do you execute that? Siyempre, in a perspective of a mom, iba kasi yun eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Iba yung mm-hmm. execution. Pero paano sa tatay to? Well, I guess for me, it it was a bit tricky in the beginning because we tried to stick to the book, which is to start at 9 a.m., right? So, and then, but when we were doing that, we started to see that, wait a minute, we we can't be so by the book because 9 a.m., basically, that's practically the time that you start working, right? So, tumatawag na yung clients, you have to start talking to your staff already. So, we played around with it, and then we decided Bakal, sige, let's let's see if we can adjust. So we we played around with the time, and so what we did is we asked si Alexa to start a bit early. So right now, my day more or less starts at about seven thirty. Devotionals, breakfast with the family, and then around eight to eight thirty, she starts to prepare yung ano yung materials niya, and then I would give her instructions. Just enough time for me to start, you know, preparing my day, my work day at around quarter to nine. And then nine, I'm already meeting people. I'm ready. What do you call this? I'm starting to converse already with, ano, with clients and all of that. And from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, maganda kasi it's pretty much autopilot. So Alexa can actually run and learn on her own. And siguro every now and then she would come in and ask some questions. I'll probably get to that a bit later on. That was the hardest part. How do you balance yung nasa meeting ka, nasa Zoom meeting ka, and then kailangan ng tulong sa Filipino, ganun. So, pero I think that's the uh, that was the part that took a while to get used to. And then usually around one to two, that's the time that you check the work. That's the time that you review and then you give the tests and all of that. And then two to four, she usually has a time for her to basically learn life skills. And so that can change every now and then. Right now, she is starting to learn Canva. Yun yung parang that's the Yelen. that's her <laughs> oh, oh that's her life skill of choice. So she's we put Canva on her. On her device, and then she started to learn how to lay out graphics. Ngayon nasa video editing stage nasa. So on my birthday this year. Oh, naman magaling pa ata sa akin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, magaling pa nga sa akin. When, when during my birthday, she made me a video. I was so I was so impressed. Sabi ko galing nito, ah. parang parang professional na. So usually around four o'clock she's done for the day. So they'll go out right now because because of the pandemic. So they just stay in the subdivision. Minsan they go swimming. Or they just go to the fish. There's like a small fish pond area here inside our subdivision. Then, para outdoor play every now and then. So that's pretty much the the cycle of the day to day from, I would say, siguro Monday to Friday. So can you say that you you are? Do you believe in routines or rhythm, or do you yes. make your schedule in a daily basis, or are you a father na you make a schedule for the whole week? I am very much a routine person. My week essentially, siguro I start by planning first the you know the work stuff. So I usually plot that out Sunday afternoon. So I have a fixed time talaga about five to five thirty, where I plot out the schedule that I have for the next week, and then I build around that. So everything from you know the tests that see Alexa has to take. Siguro we try to see already ahead of time what subjects she might have challenges with. And so I, I try to plot that in the, in the calendar. Then, naparang okay, so again Monday and Tuesday will be a bit busy for Daddy. Pero Wednesday and Thursday, okay, tayo. So the the subjects that you're having a hard time with, we can sit down, we can spend more time focused on that. 
So we we try to we try to schedule it on a weekly basis, and then try to put as much foresight. A lot of that is templated already. So means when I'm plotting my my calendar on on Sunday night, a lot of the things that I put there they're already expected. Because the meetings, like the weekly meetings, namin with with Jinky and with the staff, we we already have a schedule for that. Na pa ulit ulit na Monday. Friday and then every every the middle we have a set time around one to three o'clock. I open up my schedules to meet with staff. So ganon. So we try to template it, but at the same time, minsan meron ding mga urgency. Eh. So what what do you do with that? So what I've been trying to do recently is I put I try to put a little bit of allowance in the morning and afternoon. Siguro thirty to one thirty minutes to an hour allowance. As much as possible, I don't schedule meetings 11 a.m. to 12, and then siguro ano one to two. So right before and after lunch, I don't put meetings so that you can have breathing room, so that you know. I mean, when the urgent things come in, you you don't have to ano you don't have to panic, you don't have to cram, you don't have to multitask, which I definitely cannot do. I think that's one thing, Miss Novi, that's really hard for dads. Because with moms, because you can you can multitask. It's like it's natural with you. Means that I, I really covet that because I am not a multitasker at all. But you know, you sounded like one. Do, do I sound <laughs> like <laughs> one? Nako, grabe. And dami mong ginagawa kasi not only under Team Positive, but you still have your own podcast and your own brand, yeah. and still you also help in the ministry. Grabe ah, super dad. <laughs> well, I, I I try to ano I I try my best not to overlap. So, like for example, Tuesday afternoon that is ministry time, and so my clients know that. And usually, also, I mean, the, my my family also knows that. Because Tuesday afternoons I am at church. Because Monday is the Sabbath of the pastors. So usually Tuesday, yun yung we have the meetings, we have the discipleship coordination, and all of that. I cannot overlap. Because if I overlap, that I really get lost. And yung ano kasi yung The gifting that I have, I'm I really like to focus, and a lot of my work is heads down work, and so I think that was really I think going to the nine to twelve challenge that I had before the time when I was working when I was creating content, and then my 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 daughter Alexa will walk in and ask for help. That was a challenge for me because I it really really got me frantic at most times. Now in some way or another, I mean. To be completely honest, there there will be times na parang you you lose your temper because miginagawa ka pa and then pumapasok lang yung ano yung yung mga kids. So that that was a big character building opportunity then for me because it taught me the importance of priorities. And so I I think like one thing I did unknowingly I started to realize I was starting to lock the door to my office already. And to me, it seemed like, ano, I mean, of course, with dads, no, because we there's this mindset na I have to work, because I am the breadwinner, I bring home the bacon, and so it's just right for me to really focus on work. But when I, I, I really just, ano, one time I was just sitting with the Lord, and I was just praying, and I was reading the Word, and just this thought came to me that He, He told me, you know what, Kiko, I'll never close my door on you, and that really convicted me. It really cut me to the heart because I realized. If I really want to be a father after you know the father's heart, this is the example that God has set for me that I can come to Him freely. And so, who am I to close my door and say to my children that you have to set an appointment to ask for Daddy's help? So ever since then, I said, you know what, Lord, I've realized the error of my ways. I'm not saying, of course, that I know that that's really just more more of a personal conviction. And I said, na I have to keep my door open for my children. 
Kasi what's the point of me closing the door to feed them if I'm not if I feed them like practically but I'm not feeding their minds. And so that was a big eye opener for me na my primary job as a father especially in our context right now with Ses and I is really to be an educator to my children to teach them values and what kind of values am I teaching them if I close the door on them. And that was a really big eye opener for me. So that I think I think that was one of the biggest like transformational moments for for me personally in our homeschooling journey trying to balance work and homeschool and life and all of that Hi I'm Mommy Cabs from the South and I'm Mommy Fabs from the North learn how to Campbell life with us on the Kanye Moms podcast brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics So let's talk you guys. Make sure to check out our show after listening to this episode. That's really a beautiful point, Patrick. I'm so I'm so refreshed actually, but that will also benefit the viewers because this pandemic mm. was really um, in such a way whether they like it or not, kailangan talaga nasa loob ng bahay. Yes. So, ikaw at least, you were able to gauge na kung baga nagawa mo na yung rhythm. How many years have you been homeschooling? Almost two years. Almost two years. Ah, almost two years. So, syempre, yung mga fathers now, na syempre, one year pala yung pandemic, magto two years na ba tayo? Wala pa tayo, mag, Close, di ba tayo yeah, two years yet. sa pandemic? Yeah. Not yet. But still, maybe, hindi pa rin nila nakikita yung groove doon or nararamdaman mm. kung anong dapat. And, the perception of the fathers are not always at home, di ba? Mm-hmm. Hindi pa na, kumbaga, yung kulturang yun, hopefully, na hopefully magkaroon ng parang malaking-malaking, I do not know, no? parang picture na talagang fathers can really be involved. Why not? Yes. Diba? Yeah, Why yeah. Not? I mean, I agree. The factor of na para bang hindi, ikaw na lang yun kasi ako nagpo-provide eh. Alam mo yung mm. ganong, laging ganong sense na ikaw na yun para partner tayo. Pero definitely, when I said nga with my intro, you don't like to be an observer and you really want to be involved your child. And that's what I admire from you. It's a courageous thing to do, no? And, but because maybe you did that because of your values and your belief and what you see maybe in the near future with your kids, no? And that is what you want to plant that seed. My question right now is... Yeah. With the fathers right now, who's having a hard time to connect? Mm-hmm. Kasi syempre, ikaw, babae yung anak mo eh. Yeah. Di ba? May iba siyang ano, yung parang preppy-preppy. Alam mo yung, you know, <laughs> doll-dolls, tea yeah. time, mga ganun-ganun. So, paano mo yun nako-connect? Well, siguro the fathers would be like parang, hindi, pang ano lang yan, lalo na pag babae yung anak, di ba? So, how do you mm-hmm. do that? How do you manage that? How do you connect with your child especially with your daughters yeah your daughter yeah that's that's actually a very good point siguro just a quick context i've always prayed for daughters Aww. i mean I'd, i'd be happy with i'd be completely happy with sons pero you know in the back of my mind when we were praying for kids i said i really want daughters i want two princesses pero that also crossed my mind na parang so how am i how am i gonna you know play with them how am, how am i are we gonna have you know times to connect outside of school and all of that para siguro at, at the beginning it was a bit difficult kasi usually diba where's mommy kasi makeup time diba so si mommy yung hinahanap ganun i think it was more so with our second yung second kasi na si Sam was very very attached to Ses 
to a point talaga that there was really a time na parang for, for a few weeks or months na she would only stay with me for like 10-15 minutes and then go back to mommy. So, well, I wanted to make an effort na, I mean, that's siguro, I understand na she's very clingy to mommy and all of that. With Alexa kasi it was completely the opposite. From the very start, she was very close to me. With Sam, it was not like that. But I think it really took a deliberate effort. One thing that I try to do, I really try to understand my children. What are their interests? Because there are, yes, of course, many of their interests are, you know, based on whether they're a boy or a girl. Like yung, like to your point, the toys that they play and all of that. Pero meron namang mga, you know, mga games and all of that. That can be, you know, unisex. I mean, it can be for boys and girls. Like right now, si Alexa, she's enjoying badminton. So, siguro twice or thrice a week. Yeah, lang. I mean, siguro we, after ano when when the sun is out already and when all the all the busyness of the day is, is gone, parang siguro late in the afternoon, 30 minutes go outside play badminton with some for instance naman. She siguro like there's also, you know, yung hide and seek, yung ganun. I mean, in some way or another, I had I was graced with a father who was very involved with us. Kasi we grew up in a household where it was, there were three boys and then we had my sister who's the only girl. But in some way or another, I really saw that he would try to make an effort to play games na hindi maiiwan yung sister ko. Kasi I grew up with two of my cousins. Eh. We, I had two cousins really close to me, close in age. Uh, we were practically one to two years apart. And then my sister was four years apart. So it was hard to look for games where she could join. But my dad would really look for, for ano, yung mga, like the, the most... Basic and traditional games like yung tumbang preso, mga ganon, hide and seek, or sometimes we would just, you know, just get your bikes and then bike around. That's also one thing that see Alexa is enjoying now. She likes to bike. Ako, I don't like to bike, but I like to run. So when I run, she tags along on her bike. So, and I think all of that really came out first from understanding what makes my daughter stick. Kasi hindi naman pwedeng force na O ito yung gawin natin para mag-bond naman tayo. Pero what if hindi niya, ano, hindi niya gifting or if she's not interested in it? So she will feel forced. It will be a chore to her. It will not be playtime. It will be kasi sinabi ni daddy para may, may, ano daw, may quality time. So I think for the fathers who are listening to this, it really pays to understand your children, to listen to them, to ask them, what do you like? Try to observe them. What kind of books are they reading? What kind of subjects do they like to talk about in the lunch? I mean, sometimes even just in the lunch table, it comes out. Eh. She starts to talk about, oh, you know what, daddy? I saw yung, si, ano, yung neighbor, yung mga playmates ko, they have these bikes. They're going around in the afternoons. So that was a cue for me. Let's, let's get her a bike and I'll teach her how to ride a bike. So really listen to your children. Ang galing noon. Kasi noong pinakikinggang kita, it's like your goal is to meet where your child is. Mm-hmm. There's no agenda, there's no, this is what we need to do, dahil alam mo yun. Kumbaga, the goal is to really be able to find what is in the heart of your child. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Ang ano ko lang, I do believe, no, I, the way you were raised up by your dad is also the way you wanted mm. in a glimpse, no? Yeah. That is the what kind of family you wanted as well. And if I'm going to ask you, no, so to coincide with that experience with your dad, what are the things that you have seen from your dad that you really want to inject it into your family? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Definitely, I wanted to inject the sports-mindedness, but I am not sports-minded. Yung dad ko kasi, he was a football player when he was in school. And then my mom was a volleyball player. 
I did not get any of those gifts. I am so bad at sports. <laughs> But I think one thing, of course, my dad, of course, Miss Tovi, you know my parents. My my dad is a is a pastor, and he also owns a school as well. Right from the beginning, he was very active. He would build the ministry around time with us, and so that was a very big influence for me. Because I started to see that I think my dad understood work-life integration from the beginning. Work-life integration basically is you take your career, you take your family life, you merge it together, and it's really possible. And I, I'm sure that, sure uh, for me right now, I'm I'm just blessed because I I work from home, and so that's not really hard for me. But I think when when I mentor you know fathers as well who you know who have you know day jobs, office jobs. And they come to me and say, "How do I do that? Because I'm only I don't I'm not in the house as many times as you are. But you know, I make them realize, you know what? When I'm at home and I'm working from home, I am working at home. And again, to the point that I made earlier, I'm not a multitasker. When I'm working, I can't spend time with my kids because I don't want to give them a half you know half-hearted time with me. Na parang just to make it an excuse na oh, I'm spending time with you. Ah, pero nasarap palako ng laptop or maginagawa palako sa phone ko. So I think, of course, it's harder. Is it harder? Definitely, yes. I'm, I'm sure that, or more so with you know the metro area and the traffic and all of that. But it's not again. It's not just about the quantity of time. Eh. Sometimes what matters more is the quality of time. There were there were really seasons with my parents that they were really busy. I think, siguro, I reference back to my late elementary and high school and early high school years when they were building the school and then doing ministry at the same time. They were super busy. We would leave at seven in the morning because they have to open the school and all of that. Bring us to school, and then we would go until like evening, like seven, eight o'clock. Binsan we would go home at like past ten o'clock because there are some events at the church. We'll spend time with people in in the no in the church, and they'll go for counseling and all of that. But it was a deliberate effort. I think what I saw with my dad was intentionality, and that's something that I carried on and. Siguro, uh, there just one more story I'll share with that. Because my dad and I, one one of our interactions, one of our favorite interactions, is when we throw books at each other, recommend books, and then he recommended a book to me about about balance. That was the time I was writing my first book, Break Conquering Burnout with Sabbath Rest. So I needed to read a lot because I am not an expert at rest. So I needed to read a lot of books. And when I was reading that book, that book basically there was a portion that said, "You have to be intentional about family time." And you know, time with the you know, I mean, non-work related time. And so there was the the author. I, I just say it na lang. It was Bill Hybels, and he got into a scandal. But the principle was really so strong, and it still impacted me to this day. Bill Hybels was sharing this story where, when the height of the ministry, he made one simple practical move, and that was to block off intentionally block off three schedules in his week. That would be unimpeded, no ministry, no work, no phone calls. It's just for family. And I saw that, and I saw so much wisdom in that because I realized it's very true. Because if you're not intentional, if you don't put things in your calendar, you will forget it. You mga work related yun nakakalimutan how much more yung non work related minsan. When especially when you're so frantic. I mean, with the pandemic and all of this, everyone's so busy. It has to go on your schedule because if it's not on your schedule, most likely it won't happen. And so that day, I made a decision. I said Wednesday night, six to eight p.m. Friday and Saturday night, six to eight p.m. No work, no work. And and I think that also came from ano because it was my dad who shared that bit to me. And when he shared that bit to me, I realized 
So that's what you were doing all this time. Kasi I, when I look back, oh nga, no? Friday nights, we would really go out. Even if you don't really, you know, I mean, kasi he was not very verbal about it. Ito yung Friday night, Saturday night sa inyo to. He didn't say that to us. But when I look back, I said, that's, that's, that, that really makes sense. Because he, he made time. He made time for us. And, and that, that really impacted me. And, and it's really, you know, it's, it's, it really carried on as a habit until this day. Wow. Ang galing, no? It's not, siguro the word, not only intentional, but your dad is deliberate. Very, no? very. Very deliberate, yeah. no? Kakatuwa naman yun. That's why, now with your own family, no? You're also deliberate and intentional with your kids. And yeah. I know, ang dami mo nasabi, pero ayoko kasi siyempre, yung time natin, hindi masyadong, kung pwede na tayo magkwentuhan, maghapon pwede, no? <laughs> but, siyempre, yung mga, yung mga listeners din natin, viewers, is curious. So, you're talking about your kids, but how is it as a husband? Paano mo na ma-manage yun with sis? Diba? Sa yeah. dami ng minensyon ko na ginagawa mo. And that's part mm. of your balancing act. Siyempre, diba tayo, yun yung role modeling na kailangan makita ng ating mga anak eh. Kayo mm-hmm. muna first, no? Before we'll be able to impart that love to our kids. So how how yeah. do you do that? Yes, you're on the marriage side. That was actually the most badly hit during the pandemic for us. On the business side, we were doing really well because our, our business, Block 10, we help businesses shift to online. And so you can imagine, sobrang laki ng demand talaga ng services namin. We were turning down clients and the clients were saying, you have to give us a chance because if you don't help us, we will close down our business. And so that sense of responsibility na kailangan natin tulungan to. Pero it also came to a point that, I mean, I, I don't regret it. I, I'm so grateful that we had that opportunity. Pero I think if there's one thing that I would have done better is I would have been more deliberate about time with our marriage. And I think that also took a hit because during the pandemic, yung first lockdown talaga, we lost our helper. We had a good helper. Our life was getting back on track in a sense. Yung sink namin all of a sudden had no more dishes. Our sanity was getting ano, a bit I mean, better already. And then during the lockdown, the helper said, I have to go home. Kasi yung mga anak ko. So we understood. We said, please do. I mean, that's your priority. But we were stuck in a house. In a house with two children. Sam was a, our, our youngest, was a toddler during that time. Formative years, medyo demanding minsan. Kasi she, ano, she, she wasn't going out. And also the same with the ate. Kasi yung tatlong ladies dito sa bahay, my two daughters and my, 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 my wife, they're extroverts kasi. They have to go out. Ako, I, when I heard lockdown, parang excited ko, yes, I have a reason to stay home the whole day. <laughs> Pero ano, when that happened and we got so busy, definitely the time for marriage and, you know, time for cultivating the marriage took a hit. And of course, you can't go on date nights anymore. So even when you're at home and you're, you know, I mean, you say na, sige, dinner tayo, let's have a special dinner. Pero the kids are there. So you, you're you're kind of, still you know divided to be honest after that we decided we have to ano we have to we have to go through marriage counseling not because you know not because of anything but we just wanted to be more preventive than corrective we said let's use this time to have an outside perspective and help us work through some some challenges when we decided to do that it was the best decision we ever made it provided so much clarity and siguro i'll just share a few just siguro one or two Number one is we really clarified on our values. We sat down and we said, alam mo, we do this for companies. We, give, we help them clarify their values. Pero tayo as a family, 
we don't have values. And of course, that's because most of the time we think of, you know, mission, vision, values as a corporate thing. And so we decide during the, you know, during the counseling, we said, we have to have the same. Kasi if we're not clear about our values, we'll just keep saying yes to the wrong things. And of course, when you say yes to the wrong things, then you're not in line with what God wants you to do. And so, tabi mo nang ginagawa. And I think that kind of touches on your point, Miss Novi, kanina na, how can you do so many things without losing your your sanity? At the end of the day, I, re- I realize that I'm still just doing one thing. And it goes back to our, our mission statement. Our, our mission statement essentially is we want to help people escape burnout and experience growth. And it applies in the workplace. It applies in the ministry. It applies with us personally. It, re- it made us realize this is the calling that we have from the Lord. And so it, it brought so much clarity because we got to rally together on it. So all of a sudden, everything that Cess and I did, we did it together. Because it was a mission that we could get behind. Nasabi namin, we are both excited about this. And it actually makes not just the people around us better, it makes the, both, the two of us better. The other thing that we decided is we started to talk about boundaries, very clear boundaries. And we actually have a checklist of all the boundaries from work to ministry and all of that. We said, sulat natin para we don't, you know, we don't lose time, you know, debating about the small things like up to what time do we, you know, do we do ministry work? I mean, until what time do we take meetings? What days can we block? What are the words that we should avoid when we're, you know, discussing finances and all of this? And so when we created those boundaries, it helped us save a lot of time and a lot of energy. And so we started to reinvest it. We reinvested it with the children. We reinvested it with each other. We started to grow the business because when you're clear about what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, it really helps a lot. I mean, it, it sometimes it can sound very simple. I mean, does it really, you know, I mean, you, you tell me that if I write down my boundaries, if, if you have a list that you can look at, that it will make all the difference? Yes. Because now there's no more, eh, di ba ito yung pinag-usapan natin? Hindi, ito yun, ito yun. So, I mean, that in its sense, you lose so much energy already arguing about it versus na, oh, dali lang, 10 p.m. dapat wala ng ministry ng mga related na chats with, ano, with people in the church. O nga pala, no, pinag-usapan natin yan, nandito yun sa list natin. So, conversation done. It really helped us in our marriage when we did that. Hello there, Chinky Tan here, motivational speaker, wealth coach, best-selling author, and now host of Chink Positive Podcast, a podcast that aims to help you to become wealthy and debt-free by teaching you on how to save, budget, get out of debt, and invest. Powered by Podcast Network Asia, available on wherever you get your podcast. See you there. I just want to emphasize no regarding you taking that marriage counseling. I want to emphasize na people have that kind of, you know, mindset na pa nagka-counseling ka, may problema ka na. Actually it's not that. Mm. It's yeah. like when you're maintaining a car, hindi mo naman iniisip na kailangan masira muna siya ng todo bago mo siya pagawa, diba? Correct. Yeah, so exactly. So you really have to maintain it every day, especially with marriage and with mm. all our relationship. But then again, we have talk about you being a dad and as a husband, Pero kamusta ka na, Patrick? Siyempre, on your end, no, as an individual, how do you 
how do you, kasi kanina, you were talking about your book and you don't know how to rest. <laughs> how do you find time to be rested so that you can be able, that input, so that you can be able to have a good output yeah. to your relationship, to life itself, to your work, everything. So how do you do that as an individual? Because, Siyempre, bago ka naman naging tatay eh, at may asawa, individual ka muna. So how do you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, I have, you know, Team Positive. I work with Chinky. I work, I have a business. I have a podcast. I'm doing the ministry. I do speak engagements. I, I write books. I homeschool my children. Obviously, people look at me and say, ang dami mong ginagawa, nagre-rest ka pa ba? Yung sinasabi ko lang, I'll rest when I'm retired. <laughs> no, no, no. One principle that I taught in my book, Pray, Conquering, Burnout, on Sabbath Rest, is that rest is not just a day. It's not just a time na parang kailangan Saturday ba, kailangan Sunday. It's really more of a mindset. And why, why that's important is because, like, siguro take, for example, frontliner parents doctors, nurses, you know, emergency responders, they don't really have a rest day per se because they're on call. And so when I was talking to one mentor, when I was writing the book, he made me realize that how do you contextualize rest for these people? And I realized that in some way or another, it also applies to business owners because the business owners, naman, they, don't, they don't have fixed na office hours. You're, you're, no, whenever the business needs you, you're, you're, you have to be there. You can't tell your business, oh, sige, wag ka munang mag, ano, wag ka munang magka-problema kasi rest day ko ngayon. You don't do that. But I realized that it's more important to see rest as a mindset. Because number one, you can have rest even when you're not on your rest day. And what do I mean by that? I mean, to be honest, let's just say, for example, that you have, you know, on the weekday, weekdays, Monday to Friday, talking to the employees. Nine to five, you're at work. Without the pandemic, for example, you add another one or two hours for travel. Hopefully, not more. If the travel, ano, uh, uh, there's actually another point there to be made. Na yung travel na yun. I like what si Bishop Jure Moore actually said one time that the times in traffic he maximizes it because all he does is just he plays. He, he ano, he listens to the Lord. He, he prays. He speaks in tongues and all of that because that's his rest. I mean, he takes the time to do that. And I think si si Pastor Joseph Bonifacio also shared something like that before. That was an eye-opener for me because it made you realize that are you looking for those times? Like for me personally, I realized as simple as a lunch break, keeping that sacred was rest. Because sometimes the tendency ko din, right after lunch, go back to the office, go back to work para mahabol yung lahat na kailangan gawin. But being deliberate about that. Also, being deliberate about you know, times in the, in, the, in the evenings where it's time for the family. To be honest, my time for the family starts at 8 o'clock, which uh, it's 8.43 right now. But that goes to my next point. Be a, you know, you just have to be flexible. If you have to work tonight, for example, baka you can take some time off in the morning, uh, you know, extend your breakfast with your family. It's more of a mindset kasi. And to be honest, at the end of the day, I think this is the most important thing. It's realizing that rest is not just having one whole day na nag-Netflix ka lang. Kasi you can come out of that and still feel exhausted. Especially kapag ano, nag-binge watch ka dyan, tapos three hours lang yung tulog mo. Rest is not just sitting down in a room the whole day na wala kang ginagawa. Rest is still doing something. But it's doing something that energizes you. Diba? There's a very, very big difference. Kasi work is you give. You give. Diba? You give to your boss. You give to your clients. 
you give to the ministry, you give to the church. Yung rest naman is you receive. You receive. And so you have to be deliberate about receiving. So I think one practical example there is do you have something that's not work-related? Yung hobby, kumbaga, an avocation, walang pera na involved, walang... And to me, honestly, that's podcasting. Podcasting is like an avocation for me now. It's, it's, it's a way for me to receive. Kasi when I'm doing podcast interviews, I am listening to people and their wisdom. And I learn and I enjoy that. Yung ano, yung... Yung ministry when I when I preach on a Sunday, I don't consider that work because I don't get paid to do that. It's a it's a volunteer thing, but it's it's rest because I I as I preach the word. I mean the Bible tells us, "He who refreshes others will also be re- refreshed." And most importantly, do you spend time with the Lord? And in that sense, I am I I, I have to be very strict about that to myself. Yung sacred the thirty minutes to an hour in the morning where you're just with the Lord. Praying, listening to him, reading his word. That I think that will pay much more than two weeks leave, paid leave. I mean, that will that will energize you more than anything when you spend time with God and you just listen to the Father's heart. And as he speaks to you, and let 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 the Holy Spirit bring you energy. And just like Jesus said, just come to me, all who are burdened and weary, and I will give you rest. I think that's the foundation of rest. When we come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. Hindi ko na kaya yung yung workload hindi ko na kayo tong homeschool na to kahit yung ako mismo hindi ko alam yung mga answers sa aral panlipunan yung mga ganun lord please give me ano give me wisdom in this sense and when you come to the lord with that vulnerability you realize that all this time there was a god that was willing to energize you from the beginning so that you could continue to do the things that you're called to do whether in the workplace or at home wow that's really beautiful thank you for that patrick alam mo Tatawa ako kasi ama ka na kwento mo yung podcast. Pareho tayo eh. Oo. Diba? <laughs> I love doing podcast. I don't like to do the YouTube or the live thing. Because, <laughs> no, I, I I do not know. Maybe because one of my strength is to listen. I love listening to people and learn from them. And not only that, totoo yun eh. It also gives you rest. Not only the mindset, thank you for including that, but it's rest should be a lifestyle. Yes. No, it should be a lifestyle. And definitely rest also means trusting. Mm-hmm. Where do you trust? Where 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 does your trust come from? I emphasize that because as an individual, for you to be able to get the role as a father, that, that will magnify it because it will magnify with all your relationship. And not only that, that is the identity mm-hmm. that you have to discover within yourself so that you'll be motivated to be able to do what you're called to do. That's why this is my last question to you. Even though na and dami ko pang gustong ask na question, with all the fathers who are you know watching and listening with us right now, what can you say with them that they're so scared of this responsibility of being a father, especially being a provider? And with this, no, definitely they think they can have this because they're compartmentalizing. Para bang being involved in the education of the child, ito lang dapat yung gamen. How will you encourage them to? not be scared and be involved and they can really be involved on that level so yeah empathic i think it's realizing that everything still goes back to family eh? the reason why you work so hard because you want to provide for your family the reason why you you know build your careers because you want to give your children and your your family a good life but in some way or another we realize that there's this trap there that we make the means the end And so what I mean when I say that is means and we're so engrossed in our careers, we're so engrossed at in work 
that we forget that the 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 job that I have, yes, it's to serve other people, but in some way or another, it still goes back to family. And so, if I neglect my family for the sake of career success, I've missed the point. I say, where what what kind of a dad would I be if I built up a million dollar industry or or a million dollar empire? Or if I build up, you know, a lot of savings, a lot of retirement money, and then I give it to my kids and I didn't teach them how to handle money, nako, I mean, it will just destroy their life. And I'm sure that a lot of stories come into mind when we say that. Now, I, I've seen that. I mean, businessmen, parents who, who were so caught up with, I want to save, I want to build this business, but when I pass it on to my kids, they live a comfortable life. But when they give it to their kids, they were not prepared because they were not part of the educational process. And they just squandered the wealth. That's my biggest, I think, I don't want to call it a fear, but that's the biggest warning for me. That I can give my children all the money in the world, all the assets in the world. I can give them, I can build a business for them and tell them, just take over. Kayo na bahala. I mean, I'll just tell Alexa, yung mga Canva na ginagawa ko. You take over my clients. I can do that. But if I don't teach her honesty and integrity, she lose the clients. If I don't teach her, you know, purpose and how to walk in wisdom and how to fear the Lord, then she will just, you know, go away from the path that God has given her. And this is just one thing that I want to tell the fathers here. Yes, the, you know, getting involved in the education with the Filipino, in the English, in the MAPE and all of that, that's important. Yes. But more important than that is the values building. And you don't have to do that through homeschool, whether you're homeschooling or you're traditional schooling, you have to do it. And even before, I mean, when, when we were in traditional school, I did not start values education with my children when I did homeschool. Even when we were in traditional school, again, because this is what I saw with my dad, he, he in, instilled knowledge. And means it's as simple as, diba? I mean, like for, for me, when I was growing up, it was Bernstein Bears, diba? yung mga stories. I don't know if you, if uh, alam mo yun, oh, I love that. Nag-ipon ako diba? Bernstein. Uh, so, diba? honesty, teaching them courtesy, no tantrums, mga ganun. I mean, it, that's values education. That is super... I mean, the reason why it's called values is because it's valuable. And it cannot come from anywhere else. Teachers can teach that. Don't get me wrong. Sunday school teachers can teach that. Pastors can teach that. But there's a mantle of leadership upon, especially fathers, eh, to teach that. Because it has to start with us. Because if we outsource that to someone, it will not be as powerful. And I realized this because I'm in ministry. I can teach, you know, the word of God to, you know, next generation leaders. But if I don't partner with their parents, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard. But when I partner with the parents, sobrang, I mean, it's easier at every single level. And as fathers who are listening to this, you can outsource anything that you want. You can outsource the English, the word building, the spelling and all of that. If you want to get a tutor, that's completely fine. But do not outsource values building. It has to come from you. It has to come from you. And so I hope that you know you realize that because you can give your children all of the toys, you can buy them all of the gadgets, you can give them all of the, you know, the, the, the riches of the world. But if we don't instill values in them, we won't see. You know, but again, I mean, and I guess I want to end with the positive note. But if you do, you're going to build a generation after generation of people who love the Lord and who pursue the calling that he has for them. That's the simple thing that, that I have received from my family, from my great-grandfather to my grandfather to now my, my dad. And hopefully, I play my cards right and I continue in this path. My goal is that I will continue that line of people who love the Lord. That Just as you know, 
the people before me in our family really wanted to build Christian homes that I can do the same and I can teach my children to do the same. And for me, that's the biggest earthly na accomplishment that I'll probably be able to do here. Wow. Naku mga fathers, I'm all, you really encourage no, with Patrick's word. Thank you. Because definitely that we can see that you are walking no, what you are talking. Thank you for sharing your life, Patrick. Pero habang nagsasalita, parang na-prep lang ako ni God na kailangan tanungin ko to eh. Hmm. What do you advise naman the wife? Siyempre, with all the busyness and sometimes, <laughs> di ba? <laughs> ano lang yung pwede mo ma-advise sa ating mga wifey there na nakikinig mm. sa atin at nanonood. Yeah. Kung paano i-manage sa kanilang husband so that they will not be hesitant to be involved. Yeah, yeah. Wives, you have to realize that the husbands are the head, pero the wife is the neck. So if the wife turns, you know, the husband still follows. <laughs> before that I just want to honor my wife of course she says no? uh, she's also of course going to listen to this because she's so supportive everything I put out she listens to it so uh, I just want to honor says for, for standing with me and not giving up on me and all of that I think this, this would have been a great question for says to answer because she emulates this so well for wives around us and there are just women who just you know gravitate towards her because they also see it in her life I think one thing that wives need to realize is, please realize this, that you are not the lesser partner in, the, in a marriage. You are equally as important. Yes, the, again, the, the husband is the head, but where would we be without the, you know, the wives who you know, manage the day-to-day? I mean, the reason why I do homeschool also is because Seth takes care of everything else. I only have two jobs. I only have to teach my daughter math, English, and all of that, and then make money. My wife has to do everything from groceries to laundry to also helping, you know, the business and doing our finances and all. Nako, grabe. I mean, if I did that, I, I don't know. Siguro ako na yung magka-counseling, si Ses, hindi na kailangan. Pero, wives, realize this. You are, you are completely important. You are very important. And sometimes if your husbands don't say it, because again, sometimes husbands naman minsan, pa, ano, and again, siguro for the husbands, please, uh, also, you can also say this to your wives. But if, even if they don't say it, realize that your, your labor is not in vain, that the Lord sees it. I'm sure that your husband sees it as well, even if you won't admit it. He, he really appreciates it. But also at the same time, realize that when you have a hard time, talk to your husband. Talk to your husband. I think that's also one thing that that my wife and really is you know sit down. Hindi yung yung ano kasi minsan yung wives, di ba? You have the spiritual gift to speak with your mouth closed. <laughs> yung ganon. Pero not really take time to you know communicate to your husband. I need help. I need and that's what Seth did with the homeschooling. She said, "I can't take care of this anymore. Can you take care of this?" And I said, "Sure. Thank you for letting me know that." So communicate, communicate as much as you can to your husbands. Thank you. Naku, matutuwa ang mga wifey sa iyong advice. Maraming maraming salamat, Patrick. Thank you so much for just gracing our show in iHomeschool PH. And definitely, a lot of parents are gonna benefit to it. Maraming maraming salamat. Thank you din. Thank you for having me. Yes. Lagi lang po nating tatandaan po, no? In homeschooling, relationship is more important than academics. Sa kapo si Novi Antan, your homeschool coach, and I homeschool. Bye!
For more homeschooling learnings, buy iHomeschoolBook, How to Do It Without Losing Your Mind, at homeschool.ph, available in hardbound and digital copies. Follow iHomeschool at their YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Viber, and Twitter accounts. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>